0: Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. How's everybody doing this morning? Come on, come on. Are y'all filled up and full and ready to go? Oh man, I'm feeling good this morning. But I just want to go over last week, um, I talked about why Jesus had to leave. You know, he was standing there talking to his disciples and, and he had to leave. Why did he have to? He had to leave because he needed to leave the Holy Spirit because him as a human could not possibly do what needed to be done in the world. So the Spirit of God had to come. So he said, I'm leaving you. But he says, I'm leaving you with something better than I am. How can anything be better than Jesus? Come on up in here, come on. How can anything be better than Jesus? But he says, I'm leaving you someone that you can take with you wherever you go, however you want to do it, you can go. But we, I also told you the story in Acts when it says, what happens when the Holy Spirit shows up? What happens when, when the Spirit of God actually encounters people? You all, let me tell you something. We're already getting prepared. Do you see the seats? They're different between you right now. You got a little bit of space. Have y'all noticed that? They were all bunched together. We're about to give us some space over the next few weeks to let the Holy Spirit do what He wants. Like Kagan says, you're not going to have to worship like this anymore. You're going to go like, come on, Jesus. But what happens when the Holy Spirit shows up? Peace and joy and happiness and things start start maneuvering in the atmosphere. Do we have any English teachers in the house besides you? (laughs) Now, I know that I have an English teacher in the house here because I get corrected almost every Sunday by something I say, or how I said it, or anything so. But in the English teacher, what is the definition of a noun? Person. Person, everybody should know that one. A person, place, or thing. The title, thank you, honey, the title of my message today is, is Holy Who? I want to talk to you this morning about the Holy Spirit. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he has different names. There's one called the good old-fashioned Holy Ghost up in here. That's the way I was raised. The Holy Ghost has hit this place. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's called the Spirit of God. He's called the Spirit of Truth. But church, we, we see the Holy Spirit much more, we see him more like a feeling. We see him much more like he's about to show up and he's about to do something. He's about to make me feel a certain way. We also see the Holy Spirit as some kind of cosmic force out there in the universe. Oh, oh the Holy Spirit is hovering around in all of this. We also see the Holy Spirit as an event. As I said last week, you know, we used to have uh, good old-fashioned tent revivals, and the Holy Spirit was going to show up, and we were going to run and jump, but I want to tell you something this minute. The Holy Spirit is a who. He is a person. He is a person that wants to have a personal, we talk about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Well, when Jesus left, he left the Holy Spirit so he could be everywhere and be encompassing to everyone around who he was. But we have to know that he gets a personal relationship. Let me just tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be uh, truthful, I'm about to be vulnerable, and I'm about to be funny all at the same time. So y'all just kind of listen to me here as I go through this. I want to tell you who the Holy Spirit is not. You want to know who he's not? He's not Chaos. Come on, listen to me. you got to know my background. I'm about to tell you about it. 1 Corinthians 1440 says this. Let all things be done in decency and in order. Maybe that's the wrong one. That's what 1 Corinthians 1440 says. Let all things be done in decency and in order. My experience growing up as a child, I grew up in church my whole life. And my experience in church was good, but it was also damaging, and let me just tell you why. I grew up in church where um, you people uh, would run the aisles and they would knock over chairs, and I remember going to church one time, and this young man, um, he got the Spirit of God on him, or whatever you want to call him, he took off running. He hit the back door of the church, busted the window out, busted the door off the hinges, and then he's running around crazy. And then I look over. On, I looked over on the front row after all this is happening. And I just look, and he's looking around at people to see who had been watching him to do those things. The spirit of God is things are done in decency and in order. There is no loudness. There is no out of order. And I'm gonna. I want you to be educated in something here. And you may not. You may agree or you may disagree with me. That's fine but I want you to be educated with something to know that when everything is out of order, I did not want to invite any of my friends to church. I was like, uh, guys, I love y'all, but no, y'all didn't need to come to my church because they get cray cray up in there sometimes. (laughs) And let me just tell you something about what happens too. The Holy Spirit is also is not forceful. I I can remember, and I'm just giving you my experiences today, I can remember being around altars and and pastors laying their hands on you and shoving you to the point of where, my God, you better fall down. And I was like, man, I got better abs than that. (laughs) I'm a little stronger than you are. I'm not going down. But I remember those things and what what was taught to me is you were supposed to be laid out in the spirit and you couldn't be spiritual, oh come on, you couldn't be spiritual unless you were laid out in the spirit. You know what that did to me? That caused a bunch of doubt to come into me. All of a sudden I thought, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not, because I was often told God this. I said, unless you knock me down, I won't go down. And you know what that did to me? It built up walls in me to where I couldn't receive everything that God wanted me to receive because I had seen some things that, that, that had happened that weren't quite the way they are supposed to happen. So doubt and fear and walls came up. It was all fake to me until I encountered it. We, Mindy and I went to a a, a, uh, a leadership conference and there was a gentleman named Nathan Morris up there preaching and the the thing was all over. We were in about the fourth row and he comes walking and steps down off the stage and he points at me and her. I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. What's about to happen? He pointed, he says, you two come here. So I did not have any idea what was about to happen to me. So I took about 10 steps forward and he met me. Mm. He didn't have to shove me, he didn't have to push me, he touched me, he said, spirit of God be on him. I hit the floor, and let me just just be honest with you, I tried to get up. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna prove myself that I can get up, and I couldn't, I was melted to the floor. He said, sometimes you need a double dose of the Holy Ghost, let me just tell you. They said, get him up, get him up. They got me up and he said, spirit of God, just touch me like that. I went out. I laid there for about 10 minutes and I could not move. God says, see what you thought all the time, you thought everything was fake and phony. I'm about to show you what happens when the real power of God shows up. The Holy Spirit will not make you do anything that you do not want to do. You know what it is? He's a gentleman. You know, what, you know what the catchphrase says, often says that the Holy Spirit or God actually honors each person's free will. He won't make you do anything. He won't force you to do anything. He acts when we ask. When you want something of God, the gifts of God, all you have to do is ask him and he says, ask and you shall receive. He is more than ready to provide for you salvation He's he's ready to provide to you healing and also the gifts. And we're going to talk about the gifts in a few weeks. The Holy Spirit is not not crazy. Come on, I'm about to show you something up in here. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says this. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace in all the churches. I love how he puts it in all the churches. Many churches treat... Many churches or people treat him like that crazy uncle or cousin you got coming around. Y'all know what I'm talking about, that guy that comes to the family reunion, he comes to the Christmas occasionally, he's at Thanksgiving sometimes. He shows up at the holidays and he acts inappropriately. Oh, y'all got somebody in your family. I I know you do, you're from Arkansas. They show up, they act inappropriately You really can't help but being related to them, right? That's still your uncle, that's still your cousin, that's still your brother or sister. But you try, listen to me, you try not to mention anything about him. Oh, come on, if y'all got that. You try not to mention anything about that person because you say, I'm scared to death of what's going to happen if he shows up. You try not to ever send an invitation to that person to show up to the party. Can I'm going to tell you something? The reason that we are the reason, the big church that we are today is because we have invited the Holy Spirit to come and be inside of us and us be the carriers. You know what? He doesn't act crazy up in here, but he works up in here. We got people's lives being changed and we got families being rearranged right now. So the Holy Spirit shows up in decency and in order. Why do we stand off and why are we so apprehensive? It's because of this. How do we treat the Holy Spirit? Do y'all have those pillows? Has anybody seen Along Came Polly? The movie? Isn't that an awesome movie? (laughs) How about the pillow scene? When she is like, He's decorating, he's putting those pillows up there just exactly, perfectly, and he, he's trying to figure it all out. But do we treat the Holy Spirit kind of like that? Do we have the pillows for decorations? Say, look, for, 2 Timothy 3.5 says this. Having a form. I love that part in the movie. He takes that knife and he just liberates him to get rid of those decorative pillows because I'm the same way. Why would you have something that you can't use? Even though it's pretty, I'm about to go on here. Having a form, 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness, listen to this, but denying the power. We look good on the outside, and we have crazy services where people are running and they're going all over the place, and we call it a spirit-filled, oh my gosh, I'm going to get in trouble on this podcast. We call it a spirit-filled service when all chaos is taking place. But when God says, I'm not looking for what you look like on the outside, I'm looking for what you look like on the inside. You can jump and you can shout and you can do all that stuff but what you do Monday through Saturday matters to me. What good is a form without power? What good is looks without something to back it up? He is not for looks, number two. Don't you have those plates and those silverware and other things that you don't ever use or you only bring out on special occasions? Come on, y'all got those things. You got the plates where nobody's going to eat on those plates right there except for somebody's coming over. Why do you have something around if you're not willing to use it? Why do we have anything around if we're not willing to use it? It's just taking up space. He is there to teach us. He is there to strengthen us in our fight with sin. Can I just tell you that what you're struggling with, you can never accomplish it by yourself. You will never be able, or you could have already done it. That addiction, you would have already been over it. That depression, you would have already been over it. That anger, you'd already been over it. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, and he's not just for looks, and he's not just for something to mention about, that's when he changes your life. Here's a good one. Do you have that towel hanging up in your bathroom? <laughs> Come on, guys. It's that towel that's hanging in your bathroom that you're not allowed to use. <laughs> if you use that towel, you will have the wrath of your wife down upon you. There's been so many times when she's hung up something, and I'm saying, why is you, your hands are dirty. I say, it's a towel. That's what it's for. The, ta- the towel is used to clean us up. But if you are so afraid to use the towel, but if you're so scared that you might mess something up on the towel, the Holy Spirit wants to be your towel and clean up every aspect of your life. He doesn't wanna hang in your bathroom and look pretty. He wants to be out for everyday use. Pick him up and don't be afraid to wipe your hands on him. Don't be afraid to wipe your tears on him. Don't be afraid to talk to him each day. He's available for everyday use. Here's some advice that I'm reading a book right now called The God I Never Knew. This is some advice that he got before he went off to be a pastor. It says, watch out for those people who talk about the Holy Spirit. You better just avoid them at all cost." Have you ever heard Have you ever heard bad things about someone from a third party? You've never met this person but yet you've heard from someone else that they're this or they're that and what you've done by that is you have formed a negative opinion about them. You have now a distorted view of who they are or an inaccurate view only to meet them later on and discover they're really not that bad. They're not as bad as you thought. That's what's happened right now in the world and then even in the church world right now. We've had so many distorted ways of thinking. We've had so many ways of people saying, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's always been. Let me tell you what I always been. Always been doesn't always work. Sometimes, the, the me, what did I say, the methods can change, but the message will never change. We have to do things differently to get people to come to Jesus, but we also can never change the message. The message is Jesus and salvation. Amen. Once you meet that person, everything, once you meet the Holy Spirit and you start having a relationship with him, everything that you knew about him will change all the misconceptions. That's what happened to me. And it's still, I have some walls up still to this day. Sometimes I'm trying to break down. But after I met and had a relationship and I was like, he's not crazy. He's not chaotic. He's not forceful. He's not, he's not all of the things that I was taught that he was. You will find that the Holy Spirit is a who. He's not a religious formula. He's not a plan, he's not a method, he's not a procedure, he's not a system. You can't make him up, shake him up, bake him up. I'm stealing Kagan's line there, but you can't do all that stuff to get him up because he's here and he's just a personal relationship that you need to have. It is a relationship. When a farmer grows crops, anybody know about a garden in here or crops? there? I got a few people in here. The millennials are like, that. what are, what are crops? Don't you, get, don't you go get green beans at the store? I'm just picking on you guys. When a farmer grows his crops, his desire is for the fruit. But his relationship is with the seed and with the plant. He wants the desire of the fruit and the vegetable that's about to grow on that thing, but what he has to do, he has to get a relationship with the seed and the plant, because without the plant, you can never have any fruit. Without the plant, you'll never have a nice vegetable that I like to eat occasionally. Without the plant, there is no fruit. He sows, here here it is. He sows and he waters and he tends to that plant and because he takes care of that plant and he waits on that plant and he's patient with that plant he's going to get to he's going to be able to reap the benefits of what it is because let me let me put this a little bit a little bit he sows it he watches for it he doesn't go out there the he don't go out there the first day and looking for a plant to come up, he goes out there after the first few days. It might take a week or so. It might even take 10 days or so. I grew a garden. I know what it takes. But every once in a while, if you go out there, you're going to see some progress if you keep tending to the plant. It's going to start breaking through the ground because you take care of it, you wait on it, and you're patient for it. He's able to reap the benefits of the fruit. When you cultivate your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you start seeing the fruit. My wife's favorite saying is, you're known by your fruits. I've heard the fruit message probably 6,000 times at my home, (laughs) that was funny, and at church. You're known by your fruits, Pastor Rich. I said, I know that, but listen to this. When we cultivate the relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're gonna start seeing fruit. I'm asking you the question, are you producing any fruit? Galatians 5.22 says this, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Do you love someone? Are you joyful? Are you peaceful? Do you have any patience with anybody? Anybody have any problem with some patience up in here? Yes. Are you kind to people? Do you have goodness and faithfulness? 28. Gentleness, self-control, come on about that one. I'm trying to lose a little weight and I'm doing pretty good, but I'm I'm finding out that I have to have self-control over those things. Maybe you're not producing fruit right now, but I I, I really ask you to stay connected to the vine. You may not see what you want right now, but please stay connected to the vine and stay in the process of where you are at. Maybe your fruit is not ripe yet. Listen to this. It's there. You can see it, but it doesn't taste very good yet. I don't like green bananas. There are these crazy people that like a banana when it's green, but I think it's bitter, I think it's nasty, I'm really not a banana fan anyway, but green bananas are even worse. It doesn't taste good yet. Do you know why it doesn't taste good yet? Because it's not ripe. It needs to stay on the vine just a little bit longer. A lot of times we get out of the process. As I was running yesterday, my thing, couch to 5K said I had two more stations to go and I was about to die. But I'm kidding, I I was about to die. And I said, I can do two more. And you know what? I did two more stations and I can finish it because I knew that I needed more time and I needed more patience and I needed more endurance to do the things God wants me to do. You got to allow the Holy Spirit through relationship to do a work and to produce that sweet fruit in you. Yeah. Maybe you're sitting out here and you are—you got some sweet fruit. Maybe your fruit is going all over the place and, and people are saying that's good. Maybe your fruit is ripe and you're ready to be eaten. Well, let me tell you what you got to do. When you're ready to be eaten, you got to start sharing what you know because you're sweet because you taste good, because you look good, because you act good. God is looking for some right fruit out there right now. The Holy Spirit is trying to be that to someone. I'm gonna close with this. Let's all stand if we would, please. I want you to know, it's not holy who. It's Holy Spirit, you're my buddy. You're my friend. You're someone who sticks with me closer than a brother. Because they, saw, they say that about Jesus, but the two are, the two are together. He is the Spirit of God, and he dwells in you. You don't have to ask the Holy Spirit to show up. If, you have the, if, you, if you've accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit shows up every time you show up. Whether it's here, whether it's at your work, whether it's at school, wherever it's at, he shows up when you show up. Do you want others to feel the experience that you felt? Well, then you gotta be a carrier. And the way that you start carrying the Holy Spirit is very simple. There's no program or there's no way to do it. You have to allow him to come in and be in your life. There's no other answer to it. And the ways that you can allow him to come in is salvation is saying yes to God. And I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to open these altars up and there'll be some people on the right or the left of me that'll be praying with you if you need prayer. But I'm going to open this up and I'm going to ask you this question. Have you said yes to salvation? I go to church, that's not what I ask you. Oh, I'm about to meddle. I read my Bible every once in a while. That's not what I ask you. I'm a pretty good person. That was my dad's testimony. He said, I I don't do all those bad things. But unless you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've asked him to come in and and wash away your sins and make me new, God, and I want to follow you all the days of my life, then you've probably not had salvation come to you. I'm trying to be honest with you this morning. Holy Spirit wants to work and he wants to do a, a, a thing in your life, but he's also looking for you to open up and say, okay, I've been doing this thing for a while. I've been looking good on the outside for a while. It's time for me to let you in, and I know you're not gonna be crazy, I know you're not gonna be chaos, I know you're not gonna make me do things I don't wanna do, but God, I open up myself to you. I'm gonna ask you this morning to open your heart up to me. If you've never accepted Jesus as your personal savior, I'm gonna ask you today, whether you're in your seat, whether you're right here, I'm gonna ask you to open up your heart and say, God, I came in here one way, but I'm leaving another way. I'm not staying the same way. Living a victorious life is having a relationship with Him. How many are tired of just having a few victories in your life? Man, I won this one, but man, I lost those four. How about if we could win those four and maybe lose one every once in a while? The Holy Spirit is equipping you to live in a victorious life. And I'm telling you this much, you cannot do it alone. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church Podcast.